بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله الطيبين الطاهرين uh, I hope إن شاء الله you've got my uh, voice and my picture uh, I'm waiting for confirmation Uh, unfortunately, uh, when I was uh, trying to go to the room, the keys didn't work. I had to change the keys. Then we realized that the lock has problems, so we had to call technician of the hotel. So uh, we are late. I'm sorry for that. But perhaps this was good to give you a chance to say your prayer. Uh, we are having this session from Toronto and inshallah we are going to finish our reflections on Munajato Shaki. If you remember, we reached this sentence uh, about complaint that we made to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala about our eyes when they are not able to shed tears and they are not able to cry and we talked about the significance of crying for good reasons of course not crying for everything but crying over our mistakes over our sins over the problems that we have in our heart or over the loss of the good ones now we want to continue with this sentence bismillah ar-rahman ar-rahim ilahi la hawla li wa la quwwata illa biqudratik o allah there is no power for me to turn away from the mistakes and sins and there is no power for obedience except your power except receiving your help you know you are all familiar with la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah it is interpreted in some hadith by saying la hawla anil ma'siyah there is no possibility of keeping away from haram, from sins, and being able to do good things and acts of obedience except from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The power comes from Him. Without His help, without His support, without His guidance, we are not capable of doing good things and avoiding bad things. We are free. We have ability to make decisions. But if Allah leaves us to ourselves and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't help us, then the power of tempting soul and the power of shaitan are so great 
that we would be very very weak we would be very very uh, you know powerless in these you know circumstances that our great enemies from outside and inside attack us from both directions this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Lawla fadlullahi alaykum wa rahmatuhu ma zaka minkum min ahad if it was not because Allah's grace and Allah's favor and rahmah upon you none of you would achieve purity or if it was not because Allah's of uh, favor of Allah and the mercy of Allah you would have followed shaitan except very little so we have the willpower we have freedom but we are in need of guidance without Allah we cannot do anything like for example a very good for example TV or radio that can work and function properly but only when it is connected to the source of the uh, waves which you know uh, brings the programs you know whatsoever so la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah la hawla an al-ma'siyah and here we say so there is no way for me no possibility no power to turn away from haram and to do good things except from from yourself from your power there is no way to be saved to be kept away and safe from calamities of dunya except through your protection in the discussion about Allah's mercy uh, that some of you may have read it is published in message of Thakalain we said that one of the functions of Allah's mercy is to protect us from calamities many many tragic events do not happen to us and even we may not know that only because of Allah's mercy if Allah's mercy was not there we would have faced so many problems in our lives so many tragic events so many you know risks that sometimes you wonder how a person can grow up without losing his life or health some of you may have heard me saying that you know when you reflect on the way a child is grown up how many risks are there how many probabilities of losing health or life are there Just imagine when you want to cross the road, the street. There are tens of cars, you know, passing by. If one of the drivers is not careful, you are finished. When you are driving a motorway, if one car is not careful, you are finished. 
when the children play with toys and sometimes you know there are sharp items in the house or there's heater you know so many things there are stairs one problem can endanger the lives it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that helps us and interestingly we have the, in this hadith uh, under this verse there are angels that are appointed commissioned by Allah to protect so many calamities don't happen to us but we even realize we don't realize that very you know rarely we realize for example you know I was going to have an accident and somehow it didn't happen somehow you know for example I was going just to go to the next line and I was not careful and you know miraculously I am saved otherwise you know a car was very fastly you know passing by and I could have hit that car things like this happen and sometimes we know and many times we don't know so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protects us through his mercy la najatali min makarih dunya illa bi'ismatik so now that I know and I acknowledge that my main trust, my main source of hope is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and all the power comes from Him and without Him I am nothing, I am not able to do anything. Therefore, we can expect Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us. If we say to Allah, I am fine, I don't need your help, sometimes we don't say this, you know, expressly, but, you know, this is the way we act and behave. I think I can do everything myself. I don't need any help from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay, such people deserve to be left to themselves. Such people deserve to be forgotten. But the people who, in a very humble way and in a very genuine way, they say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Oh Allah, whatever good I have is from you. And all the problems that are kept away from me are kept away because of your rahmah. If I have done anything good, it's from you. If I have done anything to be away from haram, it's because of you. So such a humble person that uh, admits his shortcomings, his failure, his weak points, and asks Allah for subhanahu wa ta'ala for help, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would not forget him and would not leave him alone. So this is why now we can expect from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us. So after saying these things we say فَأَسْأَلُكَ بِبَلَاغَةِ حِكْمَتِكَ وَنَّفَاضِ مَشِيَّتِكَ I ask you because of your wisdom which is able to reach balagha means to reach hikmah means wisdom Allah's wisdom and Allah's wise rule and control over this world is able to reach every moment of our life it can affect every condition of our life it's not that Allah wants to do something, but He is not capable of exercising His will. Or by the time, for example, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala's mercy comes, it's too late, because you know Allah's mercy was in another planet. You know, it took it time to reach us. Or Allah was with, busy with some other people, so He didn't manage to you know 
pay attention to us at the same time. This is not the case. If all people of the world at the same time call upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for help, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can pay attention to all of them. لا يشغله شأن أنشان. Nothing can make Allah subhanahu wa taala busy and cannot preoccupy Allah subhanahu wa taala so that He has no chance to pay attention to other things. His wisdom and His wise rule is able to reach everyone and everything in this world. Is able to affect and control everything. So. There is such an encompassing and all-embracing wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَنَفَاذِ مَشِيَّتِكَ And His will, His decision, is نَافِذ Means can penetrate into everything. Allah can come and get involved even in the things which are not known to anyone other than ourselves. Something which happens in your heart. No one has access to it, but Allah knows. Sometimes even we don't know ourselves what is happening in my heart. You know, sometimes there are cases that you reflect, you don't know what has happened to you. Sometimes, for example, all of a sudden you become worried. You are concerned. You look for, you don't find any reason for that worry. You don't know what has happened to you. Something might have happened which has made you worried, but you don't find there any reason for that. Allah knows that. As Allah says in the Quran, he stands before man and his heart. So before man knows what is happening in the heart, Allah knows. So his mashiya, his will, his decisions are going to everything and penetrating into everything and reaching every point. And can overcome any obstacles and barriers. If he decides something, Definitely that is going to happen. إِنَّمَا أَمْرُهُ إِذَا أَرَادَ شَيْئًا أَنْ يَقُولَ لَهُ كُنْ وَيَكُنْ When he wants something to happen, he just says be and there it is. So, I ask you because of your hikmah which reaches everywhere and because of your will that can penetrate into everything Allah taj'alani l'ghayra judika muta'arrida Please don't, do not expose me to anything other than your generosity. I don't want anything other than generosity of you reach me. You know, I am such a weak person that can become target for all the challenges and all the problems. If you leave me alone, all the problems happen to me. I'm not talking only about, for example, problems about health or problems about finance or, for example, problems with other people or neighbors, for example, and so on and so forth. Even moral problems, spiritual problems, all can happen to us. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if I'm going to be exposed to anything, I prefer to be exposed to your rahmah, to your mercy, to your generosity. Do not expose me. Do not subject me to anything other than your generosity. Gharad means like target. Like something that, for example, they put to shoot arrows and they want to hit that target. 
don't make me a target for fetan for all the difficult tests and trials fetna is a big test something that confuses you something that puzzles you and therefore you don't know what to do and you are very likely to do mistakes why because you are somehow confused it's clouded you cannot understand you cannot see through this is fetna you have to be very careful in fetna so I don't want to be exposed to all different types of fitna. One fitna in your life is enough. And now imagine if every day is fitna come to you. It's very difficult. We have to be tested and tried, but at least those tests and tries that are not too difficult, so that inshallah we don't fail. And please, you be my helper over my enemies. The enemies that we have so far listed, Satan, our great enemies, is the Satan and the allies of Satan. My own soul, which is commanded to do bad things, is my Satan. As the Prophet said, that is your most severe enemy. Your own nafs, your own soul, which is inside you. So you be my helper over my enemies. I am not able to do anything alone. Without you, I am not hopeful. Please, you provide me with cover, with protection. When my sins and my mistakes are concerning me I don't want anyone to know about them I want you to provide me with cover you be my sater my protector my cover so that no one knows about them I don't want anyone to know about them in dunya I don't want anyone to know them about them in akhirah when all people are resurrected and if you have done something bad everyone knows about that the Prophet would know about that. The Imams would know about that. The pious people would know about that. My parents, my family members, my friends, all. It's very difficult. This is why we say, لا تحضحني يوم القيامة على رؤوس الأشخاد Please do not humiliate me. Do not keep away my honor from me. Do not let me lose my honor and dignity in front of all the witnesses. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to provide us with this cover and this protection. Please you be my protector with respect to the calamities. And please save me from sins, acts of disobedience. One of the functions of Allah's mercy is to keep us away from sins. You remember we said this verse in the story of Prophet Yusuf alayhi salam. وَمَا أُبَرَّعُ نَفْسِي إِنَّ النَّفْسَ لَأَمَّارَةٌ بِالسُوءِ إِلَّا مَا رَحْمَ رَبِّي It's mercy of Allah that helps us to avoid sins, to stand against the temptations of the soul. So, my request, my humble request from you, O oh Allah, is to protect me against my enemies. 
to cover my sins, my faults, my mistakes, my bad qualities, to protect me from calamities, to keep me away from sins. Because of your kindness, because of your mercy. Ya Arham Rahamin. O most merciful of the merciful. So there are people who are merciful. Our father, our mother, our brothers, sisters, friends, they are merciful, they are kind. But who is Arhamur Rahimin? Who is the most merciful among these people? Who is the one that has put mercy in the hearts of these people? Why my mother loves me? Allah has put mercy in her heart. Why my father loves me? Allah has put mercy in the heart of my father. And if for any reason Allah withdraws that mercy, even my father stops loving me. My mother starts fighting me. Or Na'uzubillah cursing me. It is Allah who puts in the heart of people love and mercy and affection and kindness for you. And the more pious you are, inshallah, more people would love you. And this is something that Allah says that Man yaj'allahu rahmanu wudda or rahmanu wudda. I have to check the verse, but something like this, Allah makes love and affection and friendship for them in the heart of people. People who have not met you, for the first time they meet you, they love you. They show mercy to you. It's Allah who makes their hearts soft and kind for you. So, Allah is Arhamur Rahimin. He loves us and has mercy for us more than anyone else. And if anyone also has some love and mercy, comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when we have such Allah, such God, such Lord, so we can expect from Him, not because we deserve. We cannot, you know, demand by force from Him, but we can expect because of what he is, not what we are. Because of the qualities that he has, we can expect from him to be supportive and to be very much protective of us. When there is a generous person who has always helped me and now I need help from him, I can expect him to help. I cannot say, I deserve help. You must help me. No. But I say... You have been such a generous person all the time, always supportive. So I have this expectation, very humble expectation from you. If you don't give me, that's your justice. You can stop giving me. But your rahmah, your generosity, make me very hopeful that inshallah you would give me. So by this, alhamdulillah, we managed to finish Munajatu Shakin. Uh, we wanted to finish every monajat in two sessions, but this monajat uh, took three sessions. But uh, still, of course, we have not been able to do justice. And there are, I am sure, many, many points that have uh, not been mentioned. Maybe they didn't occur to my mind, my weak you know, understanding. But hopefully, at least some of the important points are mentioned. And inshallah, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
to help us against our nafs ammare which commands us to do bad things and is rushing to do bad things but very lazy in doing good things we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us against our enemy which is shaitan which all the time was to deceive us and has filled our heart with the temptations we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us with respect to the heart which has become hard and doesn't let the rahmah of Allah, the light of Allah reach into us it's closed we want Allah to open up our heart to make it soft and gentle we want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us with respect to our eyes so that our eyes would help us by being able to cry over our tragic situation and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us with respect to avoiding sins and being able to commit good actions and we want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to expose us to his generosity and his mercy instead of exposing us to calamities and tragedies and fitah inshallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would help us uh, in such a blessed month of Rajab inshallah uh, we have uh, the first question assalamu uh, alaikum alaikum assalam please advise us just like for barakah we are told to recite surah waqa if we want to pray to Allah to give iman and convert a non-muslim to a muslim what surah in Quran should be read inshallah thank you for everything only Allah will reward you assalam alaikum assalam rahmatullah I don't know if there is any surah in particular that would help uh, for being able to guide people. Uh, the Quran is book of guidance and the entire Quran is book of guidance. And I think the more we are familiar with the Quran, the more our way of talking is shaped and formed by the Quran the more understanding of Quran appears in our discourse the chance of being able to guide people become more so maybe it's not a matter of one particular surah to be recited it's a matter of you becoming a voice for the Quran you becoming a representative of the Quran people finding in you the light and mercy of the Quran which Allah says this is what I know and understand. If there is something more, I don't know. Okay, this is the first question. And I I don't see question two, I see question three. What amas can we do to overcome laziness? Yeah, this is a big problem. And unfortunately, many of us we are lazy not with respect to everything with respect to certain things we are maybe very you know hard worker but when it comes to the most important thing when it comes to spirituality when it comes to our prayer when it comes to remembrance of Allah to doing charity work we become lazy and on the other hand Allah says in the Quran the most important and influential thing for us is to work hard and not to be lazy. You know, Allah says, insan illa ma sa'a. There is nothing for man except the result of his efforts. 
اور اللہ سبحان و تعالیٰ سیز ان سعیہو سوف یورا Your efforts will be shown to you and to other people. So, sometimes two people may have the same result, but someone has made more efforts. For example, two people all have got A in their exam, or B, whatever. But one person has spent 10 hours to get this A, another person has spent 20 hours to get this A. On the day of judgment, they are not both being rewarded because of A. No. It would be a calculation based on what result they have got and how much efforts that they have made for that. And when you know the calculation, sometimes you realize C that a person takes is more rewarded than A that another person takes. Sometimes a person is taking A after five minutes of a study because he's very intelligent. Another person takes C after 20 hours of a study. That C is more important than A. Of course, the calculation is very sophisticated. It's not a matter of time. There are many, many things to be taken into account. The environment, the family, the upbringing, the conditions of life, the age, many, many things education, how much knowledge she has, many, many things has to be taken into calculation. The niyyah, the intention, understanding, all. But what I'm saying is that Allah doesn't just look at the results. Efforts are very important. So, we have to learn this, that nothing would be um, helpful for us except if it is a result of our efforts. We have to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us strong in our willpower to give us determination which is so important that we said you know many times perhaps so far that the most important prophets are five who are called ulul azm the people who have great determination they were not lazy they were not forgetful they had great determination they had great willpower and mu'min must have this great willpower Mu'min must be al-mu'minu kal-jabal al-rasif, must be like a strong mountain. La tuharrakuhu al-awasif, even storms cannot move and shaken a mu'min. We have to work hard, we have to also do some exercise. You know, we can set up for us our, some task and do them without any exception. For example, say, every day I want to do few minutes of reflection. Every day I want to do this amount of exercise, for example. Everyone wants to do some recitation of the Quran. And don't accept any exception. And gradually increase that. So, inshallah, by reflection, by exercise, by praying, inshallah, Allah helps us. Uh, question four. We can we expect Allah mercy to solve our problem without playing our part? Uh, sometimes Allah's mercy helps us even without our knowledge. Mercy is working and even you don't understand. But if there is a case that you understand or you have ability to understand, you cannot just rely on Allah's mercy and leave everything, all the you know, responsibility to Allah. Say, oh Allah, by your mercy, solve, out, solve and sort out all the problems. So, the answer is yes and no. Yes, 
in the sense that there are many many cases that we have received Allah's mercy and we have been saved because of Allah's mercy even without knowing let alone doing something Allah's mercy has been there for us even before our birth or when I was a child who didn't know anything or for example when I'm sleeping or when there are people are planning against me and I don't know I cannot do anything but Allah helps me but if there is something that you can do something you can plan you can think you can prepare then hear it just to rely on Allah and don't do anything this is not good this is that laziness which we have to avoid you do your best and leave to Allah the rest question 2 which uh, comes you know after 3 and 4 Assalamu alaikum shaykhuna alaikum assalam wa in reference to what you have said about our prophet is it true that Allah puts on trial the pious people more than regular people if you recognize a trial from Allah and you have patience for this and seek help from Allah can you ask Allah not to give you such a hard trial again you know trials are always there a person prayed Oh Allah don't test me and Imam Ali said this is not a good prayer because Allah has to test us without being tested it would not be upgraded a student cannot go higher without test you have to be tested but we pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala test us only as much as we can cope with we don't want to be you know sometimes a person is a very naughty very troublemaking you know troublesome student he doesn't listen and he makes big claims he says I know everything so to discipline him and to make him humble the teacher sometimes brings the most difficult questions just to help him <laughs> realize that he is not as he claims he's in need of studying so this person has become proud of himself and then we bring very difficult questions that we don't normally ask other students. We bring very difficult questions for him to educate him and to discipline him. We say to Allah, oh Allah, please don't test me in this way. I am already accepting and admitting my weakness. I know that I have to be tested, but please only test me as much as I can cope with. You don't need to prove to me that I am weak. I am wholeheartedly accept that I am weak. So just bring for me those things that I can, you know, pass and get good result and get closer to you, inshallah. But yes, you are right that always difficult tasks, difficult tells are for the people who have ambitions for higher levels. You know, if you want to go to the highest levels of study and education, so your question becomes more difficult than the people who are in the primary school or secondary school. Always the questions, the tests, the challenges become more and more. But only as much as we can cope with. Not to discipline us. Not to make us humble. No, we are already, inshallah, humble. Question 5. Salamun alaikum. Alaikum assalam. In Islam, are we allowed to go to Mawlana? They do give us or they look in the Quran and tell us the problem at time they tell us to take some herbal and uh, elephant hair and put in fire and let the smoke cover us is it allowed of course normally this is not what Mulanas do maybe some other people do you know you have to be very careful 
I'm not saying that all these things are baseless. Some of them are baseless. Some of them can have some basis in truth. You have to be very careful. First of all, you have to really examine that person. Is that person a knowledgeable person? Is the person whose history is known? Is a person that great scholars, great ulama have trust in him? Or is a person that just, you know, illiterate people, uneducated people, people who have superstitious ideas go to him? Or people who are very candid, they go to him. You have to be very careful. If there is a scholar, a pious scholar, a muttaqi person who is well known, whose history is known, gives you something, and that thing is not against the Quran, against the Hadith, makes sense, you do it. But if that person is not pious, is not alim, and then gives you also something which is not making any sense, so we shouldn't follow. The best protection is to pray and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for help to recite those verses and chapters of the Quran for protection there are protections and du'as from A'imma alayhim salam some hairs, some protection from A'imma alayhim salam you can use and some of these things can have some basis some definitely don't have basis comment on you have to receive the guidance from Allah this can only be Attend if you constantly remember Allah all the time and sincerely pray that you want to be close to Him and once you get guidance, the laziness will go away as you will always want to be in contemplation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Inshallah this uh, will work but it's not just a matter of um, praying or remembering. You need also some exercise because sometimes even with respect to prayer and remembrance of Allah you become lazy. Definitely, if a person always remembers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he would not be lazy. A person who all the time, you know, pray to Allah would not be lazy. So, we have to ask Allah for help, we have to pray, we have to remember Him as much as possible, but at the same time, we have to reflect on the bad outcomes of being lazy. We have to read and study the life of the people who, because of making efforts, they reach very good positions, whether it's in dunya or in akhirah. You see great scientists, great, you know, for example, I don't know, heroes in the history, great, you know, leaders. They were people who were not lazy. Sometimes people with, you know, disability, with problems, they do great things because they make efforts. And, of course, uh, I am uh, completely agreeing that if we remember Allah and we pray all the time, inshallah, Allah's help would come to us okay we stop here I thank you for your patience and I'm sorry that something which was not in our control happened and we had to start late but we finish uh, on time so that you are not delayed may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inshallah help you and bless you and your family and protect you from everything which is bad and dislike may Allah Keep us away from the calamities and tragic events and every trial which is more than what we can cope with. May Allah heal all the brothers and sisters who are ill. May Allah forgive all the marhumin, especially your marhumin. And may Allah make our Imam Zaman, inshallah, happy and pleased with us. Wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillah rabbil alameen.